There has to be a level. We discussed this during football season that I I'm him rankings and I'm sorry, Austin. Great game. We love you, but you are not at I'm him status. I mean, it's just like, it's just my opinion. I may be wrong, but you're not at I'm him. Somebody else can call you himothy, but you can't proclaim yourself him. It's very awkward. <laughs> it's not like horse. You got to earn each letter, but we got to divide the letters by. And oh. it can be the top part of the H for now. Oh, my. I didn't know how to feel. Before we get to Alabaster, <laughs> since we're on Austin Reeves and his ilk, when Tyler Hero was guarding Grayson Allen early in the Heat Bucks game, I was hit with a feeling, and I don't know how to describe it. I didn't know what I was feeling. I don't know what's going on, but it was matched up against each other, and I was like, what is, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Alabaster saved me. I think our friend Mina Kimes had a great tweet too when Dante DiVincenzo and Kevin Herter regarding one another. Ooh, what did she say? <laughs> oh my gosh. She said they were staring at one another like there can only be one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Kevin Herter because he went to Maryland. Go Terps. Sure. And he can shoot the lights out. All right, Alabaster. No, never forget that Larry Bird used to be offended when he was guarded by white guys. Yes. Um, so, but I digress. Thank you. thank you for that cover that I mm-hmm. do not need. That's <laughs> the only thing we got. That's all we got, man. We could we can make fun of white basketball players with impunity. So yep. Alabama, I don't need that protection from Larry Legend. That's 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 fair. Uh, but let's go back to that Lakers Grizzlies game because LeBron wasn't great. AD was. John Morant was injured. And there's only one question to ask. Does the Lakers-Grizzlies series already feel like it's over? It felt like it was over when AD uh, grabbed his hip. Then it felt like it was over when AD went to the locker room with a bad shoulder. And then all my notebook full of notes absolutely feel worthless when John Morant uh, tore up his hand, but as everyone tells us every year, the Grizzlies are good without John Moran, blah, 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 blah. But at playoffs, you need somebody who can just go off, and that's their one guy that can do that. What do you think, Monica? I don't think this one's over. I think series are long. I'm willing to bank. I'm not going to get – where's my little box score here? Another 29-point performance from one Rui Hachimura? Like, I'm just not ready to call this one over. I think your others had games of their lives. Him and the newly self-appointed him, Austin Reeves. I just don't Uh, buy it. Yeah, I I mean, that's crazy. But you left off, like, uh, Russell. Like, I thought Russell balled, too. And he didn't get in that little rundown of top scores you had there. I guess he wasn't one in the top four of the scoring. But, like, the plays he was making, the shots he was making, what he was making, the pass he was making, the penetration, he hit AD with assists that shocked AD so much that it led to his shoulder going numb. So (laughs) (laughs) it was like uh, that whole team played really well. And I get it. I guess you can't expect Rory Hachimura to go off like that. But I feel like it's a game that you can expect generally from the entire like Lakers team. It's a game that felt replicable to me. I know Rui's not going to do that. Austin may not do that every game, but it's no way that LeBron can be as like volatile, I guess, as he has been. Cause I, he wasn't mm-hmm. bad, but he wasn't good. He was either great or terrible. It was really confusing with him and his passing and turnovers. And then all of a sudden just cleaning any shot that came near the rim vintage it was just just exploding like an athlete it felt like to me sorry monica this is the one thing that i was thinking when i was watching that game is like lebron 
it seems like he only got a couple jumps left in his body and he'd be, he'd be used him sparingly. <laughs> like his rebounds that he could easily get. He's like, nah, not, not right now. Only got four jumps left this week. It's, you know what? It's funny. Cause I, I was watching it and I was like, okay, so are we doing this jaw and LeBron not on the floor at the same time thing until that window in the fourth quarter where they were both yeah. on the floor at the same time. Um, Look, so to your point, I agree, right? LeBron didn't play what was a signature LeBron game. But, of course, if you look at the box score, he was 50% from the field, 21 points, and 11 rebounds, right? What is going to be interesting to me is the stamina required in this series, right? right. Whether LeBron had a good game or not, it felt like he's exerting a lot of energy, whether that's mm-hmm. in bursts or over the duration of the game. And then AD, like, I still think AD is the key to this series, but I just think there's too many things that have proven to be variable for me when it comes to the Lakers down the stretch. I actually don't think the Grizzlies played poorly. Jaron Jackson stayed out of foul trouble. Dylan Brooks did not shoot them out of the game and, in fact, hit some big-time threes. Tyus Jones is pretty good, and Desmond yeah. Bain played solid. They let the Lakers get hot down the stretch. They finished the game in a 15-0 run. But to me, there are controllable elements for the Grizzlies to adjust. So I'm not willing to say that this series is over. I don't know how often the Lakers will duplicate such a complete performance. This is going to be a perfect marriage if we're together throughout the playoffs because I'm ready to swing on every game. I'm swinging like a crazy pendulum. This game is over. The Lakers are championship contenders. The Grizzlies yeah. are done. Now, I mean, I, I was shocked, honestly, in that game when I saw, I think it was in the third quarter, the Grizzlies were, like, kind of attacking LeBron defensively, mm-hmm. which, like, is a smart strategy because all of his really great defensive players plays were, like, help defense and, like, Face down stuff. sneaking yep. up on somebody, mm-hmm. coming across the lane. And then when they were going right at him, there were, like, three um, plays in a row where they was like, you know what, Jaron Jackson is a better athlete LeBron James which is like yeah it's true but I didn't think I would ever watch a game when I would see it like he's a I guess not even saying it feels wrong but like he's just he's younger he's more explosive he's bigger and like LeBron it felt like he couldn't do anything with him and if LeBron is going to be who you attack in any situations it's hard for me to have a ton of confidence in this team but the Jai injury is big like that's me it, he, no. I think our latest update was uh, he couldn't put his socks on alone, but the um, oh, the, the imaging was was negative. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how well you can play uh, if you can't even grip a sock, but we'll see. And I, I guess I my question for you is, how much does that matter? Let's assume that he's done for the series. It seems I mean, like you don't think it matters a whole lot. <sighs> I mean, you'd be down Ja, Adams, and Clark now. Like, that's essentially a good percentage of quality minutes on your team. I, I just – I think over the course of the series, maybe if Ja misses the next game, right, but, like, is still able to play. I, and I also think Ja has to be smarter. Like, the play that he got injured on was a dumb play. Like, I'm sorry, Ja. Like, I, you don't need to go and put Anthony Davis in the grave to make a point in the series. You need to be available. You need to be smart. Like, he'd have back-to-back turnovers – on traveling trying to be overly athletic like it was a dumb play on my part I think this is an opportunity I think back to the playing game two seasons ago when the Grizzlies knocked off the Warriors and it was a game where you could see Ja calculating right like people were arguing about the box score post game but if you watch that game Ja understood the tempo that was required He, he picked his spots so I think he might miss the next game but I do think we'll see him back in the series and so I'm just not ready to call it quits and I also think Tyus Jones is really really good like and if, they're, if the Grizzlies play that smart, that disciplined again, they still have a puncher's chance. I love it. Tyus Jones is really, really good. 
but Tyus Jones is not accustomed. And I know there have been long stretches where Jazz been out and he's been the point guard of that team. But Tyus Jones is not be the guy in a playoff series across from LeBron James. That That is what concerns me. Not that he's not capable of it. Oh. I agree. I, no, I agree. But I don't think he has to be. That's fair. Who, right? like, then who I, is? I, then I who I is? Need, I think, honestly, on today's performance, you're looking at it's a combination of Jaron Jackson and, and Desmond Bain. Right? Like, guys that we saw go. And you just said they went right at Bron. Roxy, we just watched them go right at Bron. Bron. This I is get one it. of those things where it's a truly, it's truly a team effort if they're going to be able to pull it off. I just think that the Lakers played so well today. I'm not making on that type of performance consistently. Like if the Lakers had limped into this victory, I'd be like, yeah, it's over because the Grizzlies can't get it together and now they're hurt. But they played out of their mind. Like Rui it was, was just the other day they should have lost to the T-Wolves. Please. <laughs> Rui Hachimura, like it wasn't even the threes that got me. I think he saw, he shot like a fadeaway on the baseline. On and now. I was like, you remember back when uh, Patrick Ewan was like, have you ever practiced that shot? You remember that when he was in? When? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when Rui hit that, that uh, somebody should have kept him like, you practice, but it went in. So I guess you can't call. Like, when? When have you practiced that shot? I ain't never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Alabaster? So obviously, yes, the Lakers role players did have the game of their lives. But didn't Jared Jackson also have the game of his life? I can't expect him to perform that way offensively in the rest of the series either. I, I see, and here's where I think we kind of got to do a little bit deeper of a dig in terms of our next wave of NBA players. I expect the productivity, the points for me were not the thing with Jaron Jackson. It was the lack of foul trouble. So yes and no to your point, Alabaster, right? Like, I think he's capable of putting up 30. I don't think that that's an outlier from him. I think how smart he was defensively is something that tri- it's fair to question if he's going to duplicate that. Yeah, does he? I, I guess it'd be interesting to look at. It's probably something I should have looked up before I started here. But like, I wonder what happens to his production when when Ja is not the focal point of the offense. Because like, I, I would imagine that a player like that might benefit from a truer style point guard like Tyus Jones. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mean I don't know the answer to that. It's a good question for Alabaster to look up. But I do think <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the answer for you. Yes, you are Tell amazing. Us. He averages his points do go up. He averages twenty point six point per points per game in forty three career games without John Morant. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think the the point that I was trying to make earlier, and this is just the most remedial like fan watching basketball take ever, is at some point we got to give one man the ball at the end of the game, and he got to get us a bucket. That tends to be like when there are comparable teams at some point. We get that man the ball and he gets busy or he doesn't. And I don't know yeah. who that man is. And it's normally not a big who doesn't have a full complement of offensive moves like Jaron Jackson. So, like, yeah. it's going to be Desmond Bain, I guess. He's the next best offensive, like, creator shot going. guy they got, which is like, all right, maybe. Well, beyond that, in the, in the case of the Grizzlies in particular, you also got to get some stops down the stretch. Like Austin Reeves going on a personal 7-0 run or whatever it was, killing y'all on the pick and roll. Now, this is where I've learned from hanging out with some of the greats in our company that have done it at a high level. Shout out to Coach PJ. He's always like, series are long. It's plenty of time to make adjustments. Uh, what's his face? What's their coach name? Jenkins and them, they better adjust that pick and roll because however y'all defending it, it's not working. Yeah, it is not working. I don't know. All right, I'm looking forward to the next game in this mm-hmm. series, but hopefully Jack gets better because it's a lot more fun when he's out there. And, like, watching him and LeBron on the court at the same time is, like you were saying, Jack needs to be more calculated. LeBron is, like, 
all the way on the left side of the calculation spectrum and Josh all the way on the right side. And Josh like, no, this is game seven of the finals. And LeBron is like, sometimes on preseason mode. <laughs> 100%. And then he hit the switch and block a shot like he's uh, in the final game against the Warriors. All right, Alabaster, mm-hmm. what's next? Well, luckily for the Lakers, they have him on their team, so they'll oh, be fine. Um, you know what's next? It's time to light the beam. It is. The question is, yep. Did the Kings win over the Warriors on Saturday night change how you feel about this series? I know the answer is no for Monica, right? Mm -hmm. Because we Mm -hmm. came in and you were one of the few people who had the guts. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think. Did I, did I pick the Kings with you? I know I said it wasn't. You pick them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you actually picked them, but you were you took a good position. You picked different teams at different places. I like that. It's a smart move. It's a good strategy. <laughs> good strategy. I'm going to be right one place. <laughs> I don't think I have picked, full out picked the Kings, but I've definitely been like, y'all need to slow y'all roll. And so, uh-huh. no, it didn't change. First of all, Andrew Wiggins was great. He couldn't yeah. be much better than he was, right? Well, Welcome back, he Andrew got, he got, hold on, hold on, hold on. He could hit a three. <laughs> he could, oh, be, okay. yeah, he could <laughs> be better but he was like explosive and athletic and all that stuff but the man was doing conditioning drills and not shooting drills while he was gone <laughs> one step at a time okay let me let me preface that statement having missed 20 games Andrew Wiggins could not have been better in his first game no. fair, fair. <laughs> could not have been much better um here's the thing like the king's not scared like yeah. these bums just the warriors lost on the road again like the idea that Clay and Steph, for as incredible shooters as they are, that stuff that that shot that Steph hit in the corner in the waning what three minutes or so was just insane, complete cheat code. But the Kings not scared. The Aaron Fox went down and got a bucket, or Malik Monk, pick your poison. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. Splash Brothers meet maybe not Splash, but like Drip Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of drip. Yeah, I mean Malik Monk was was incredible. I don't know if, if he can repeat that performance. Like he was attacking the rim. He had 14 free throws. That's mm-hmm. not a Malik Monk game. That that's concerning for me going forward. I guess the bonus will take up for that points because it's also unlikely that he'll repeat a poor offensive performance like that. Also, I think the the place where I have to like uh, eat my words is it came down exactly like I said, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's gonna come down to clutch minutes. And I don't mm-hmm. care that De'Aaron Fox lead the regular season in clutch points because I never seen a clutch minute in a regular season <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I knew that when it came down to the real clutch that I could trust Steph Curry and I can't trust De'Aaron Fox. I was wrong. I, I mean, wrong. Not, not completely wrong. I did trust Steph Curry. I mm-hmm. couldn't trust Klay Thompson because that man was pulling contested shots from everywhere that were like, what are you it's- doing? It's not yesteryear, bro. You got to work yeah. harder than that. And also, like, your offense is, like, designed that you don't have to force bad shots, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the things we like. Keep passing it. It's eight seconds left on the shot clock. It's but coming anyway, back. Yeah. yeah. And on the other end, De'Aaron Fox was was making buckets and Double. putting people on skates, pulling up in the mid-range, hitting wide-open threes. He was making those shots, and Sabonis was nowhere to be found at the end of that game. Yeah, I mean, whether – and this could be one of those things where Sabonis doesn't necessarily show up in the stats. But if he's mm-hmm. occupying Draymond Green, like yeah, that's that right. is a complexion changer in terms of the course of this ball game. I just think the Kings not scared. Like the Warriors yeah. still haven't shown me that they can win on the road. And again, it's a long series. But if it's going to come down to okay, we got Steph and Clay, they got to hit some long deep threes, and we're still not going to play defense. Like 
I'll take my chances with the Kings figuring out whatever they're going to do offensively. I like Sabonis out there running decoy routes so everybody else can get open. <laughs> Just running, running, go, taking the safety along with them. Yeah, I mean, I guess this to go back to like the framework that you use to attack any argument in the last segment that the series is over. What is replicable in this series? Mm-hmm. I have to accept that De'Aaron Fox playing well in clutch moments as much as I want to deny it. Like, I feel like that's probably replicable. Mm-hmm. Um, Monk, nah, we ain't seeing that again. I don't think so. Like, I, I hope so, but yeah. I don't think so because that's just not his game. Like, he's a shooter. And when I think of like Monk, I think, think of him as a shooter. That's Maybe he turned over a new leaf and he's just attacking the basket, but I assume we won't see that again. We'll get uh, Sabonis, uh, a better level of Sabonis out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess on the other side, the question is, is Wiggins going to play? Is Wiggins going to shoot as poorly as he did? Because that was a big difference in that game. They would have won that game if he hit that wide open shot. And I think he was one for eight or one for nine. One for eight, yeah. One for eight from three. three. Yeah, if he shoots a little bit better, demands some more respect, maybe we're looking at a different series. But I guess it's just the bottom line is this series is going to be close, I think, is what I walk away with from from this first game seeing. This series is going to be really close. And I actually like that question that we've landed on. You're right. I don't know if Malik Monk goes out of his mind again per our stats and information from Alabaster. He don't get to the free throw line the way he did in that game. I just think, to me, the idea that Andrew Wiggins has to be the savior for this Warrior squad is, is a little bit problematic, in my mind, right? Like, how about Jordan Poole maybe play some defense, right? Like, how, you know what I mean? Like, how about – I mean, Kevon Looney had eight points, and they were – he had, what is this, nine boards in this ball game. But, like, there are other pieces to me that need to get back to what we believe is Warriors basketball outside of just putting Andrew Wiggins back on the floor. So – We'll see what happens. Adjustments are going to come. That's a very smart and experienced team. But by no means is this thing going to be a cakewalk. They will get into the next round. If they get there, a little bruised and beaten. And welcome to summer in New York, in case you hear the rumbling. What are those? Motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> I follow, I follow uh, um, uh, This Is New York or something like that on Instagram. It's one of my favorite follows because New York is a crazy place. <laughs> Just all types of ridiculous things. I think they're like a truck fell into the road today. It's so much crazy stuff. Like if oh, that gosh. happened, if that happened in like a normal city, all of us would know about it. Like 14 things happen in your city today and you have no clue. Y'all got a rat czar, all types of craziness. Bro, the I thought, you know me, moving up to New York from yeah. Maryland, DC, I had to push a, this loud shopping cart from my favorite plant <laughs> shop home. And I just knew people were gonna be like, what is she doing? Nobody looked at me even twice that's the best thing on new york i used to live there i worked there there was a guy who used to wear a watermelon on his head and do pull-ups and yell bible verses at me uh on my way to work every day (laughs) and we we worked at the when i worked at the mvpa office in harlem it was right down the street from a methadone clinic and some people would go in the clinic and some people would come out the clinic have it not changed but they're gonna get that workout in and tell you about Jesus. It was a wild time. Alabaster, don't cut none of that. It's all quality, quality <laughs> stuff right there. <laughs> um, basketball. It happened this weekend. So guys, it was fun. NBA, we've, fantastic. We've, we've got some breaking yeah. news. New York. Some, we got some actual breaking news. We are taping this podcast this halftime of Heat and Bucks. And... Giannis is out for the remainder of the game after falling and hurting his back. The Heat are up by 13, but Giannis will not return. We don't really have a topic for this, but 
What do you guys think? Because I sort of thought the Bucks were going to be a juggernaut coming into this postseason. I need to see the fall. I think this is Giannis resting because the Heat are old and they're just going to win game one and then get swept. I'm not overly concerned. Uh, I mean, I don't know. So I guess maybe it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I hate it, A. And I don't think we're allowed to use the breaking news card just because we're recording it during the game. This will not be breaking news tomorrow when everyone sees this at noon. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to think. Like, I... So I guess we we asked the question two ways. If he doesn't come back, the series is over, or the season at least is over for the Bucks. If he no, does come slow back, slow down, slow down. We we'll continue. <laughs> no, 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 no. You think the Bucks Middleton's gonna lead them to hey, a championship? Foxy, have you seen the Heat as of late? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said series, then I said I meant season. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they could get past the Heat, but I just mean their championship. Copy. aspirations are dead it's a it's like you have to bring this into the conversation but it's a very simple conversation to have well, it's not much analysis is he okay yes. if the answer is yes then maybe he'll come back like he did from that hyper extended knee and score 40 points every game until they win right. the championship is he not okay if he not okay we're done Middleton yep. and them, they should go ahead and throw this series and get uh, to Cancun earlier because they're just prolonging the inevitable and let the Heat yell about their culture when it's really <laughs> just about an injury. No, please don't yell about the Heat culture because I and I love the Heat, but they need to go get some bona fide NBA players to stop coming bringing guys in through the G League and talking about culture. You have squeezed these lemons for all that you can get. You have arrived at the point where you have to go get some talented, high level NBA players. I like that. I like that. It's, they have they have created a lot of lemon juice, but y'all that, gonna yeah. need to y'all need to put some sugar in there. Hello, to make like, this lemonade. Something you gotta do something. Um, I okay. So, oh god, the Heat are it's it's funny because who was I having this conversation with about momentum coming into the playoffs? Heat just had to play in a playing game. They're lathered up. They're ready to go. Bucks been chilling. I'm not super wildly surprised by what's been happening in game one. Of course, we don't want Giannis to be injured significantly because that does drastically change their goals overall. I still think the Bucks can beat the Heat without Giannis. Um, my hold on, hold on, thought- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to, before we get too far away from this, is this the second time where you have acknowledged openly that you say a lot of at a lot of places and you don't know where you said the stuff before? I remember that. That's me during football season. And, and I know how it is where you're just like, damn, did I tell these people that? Did I tell those people that? <laughs> you just like, this is like the second time where you're like, I don't know. Maybe I said Bro. this to you last week, but maybe I said it here or there. Time out. Inadvertently, last week I became a daily television person, so I talked oh, a lot, gosh. and I did not yeah. love it because daily TV is like not really my jam. So I you were hosting, you were hosting, get up, right, bro? On Thursday, Friday, I don't know. Monday, I yelled at, got in trouble with Twitter for a terrible list that I had to like <laughs> yell at them on first take. It was all, it was all fake. <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, Anywho, man. um, we got to see what happens with Giannis. I think this is actually pretty smart because Giannis doesn't rest often. This game one, it is what it is. I'm going to hope that this isn't anything major and they're just taking precautionary measures. It's cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Breaking news, guys. All right. I should have done like a something like that to really jazz it up. (laughs) Really Um, hype it up. Breaking news. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, guys. Breaking news. Patrick Mahomes, good at football. Um, Good at football. Let's move on to – I'll make another sound effect. Bing bong. Oh. After one game, do the Knicks feel definitely better than the Cavs? I set up such a great transition for you, and I was talking about being in New York, and you 
came in with that horrible non-breaking breaking news and forced it with a bing bong <laughs> transition instead. Uh, the Knicks were great. The Cavs are, pl- are a regular season team because that's what Donovan Mitchell uh, creates and the series is over. Oh, I love wow. the pendulum. I love it. I'm the pendulum wow. guy. Now you have to make sense out of all of that. I, I, I want to accept that because one of my paychecks is signed by MSG Networks. Okay. <laughs> so I want to wholeheartedly accept and embrace that. Um, I actually think, and I said, I know for a fact I said this more than once on multiple shows. <laughs> if this thing goes seven, because I think this is the best series of round one, if it goes seven, Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell, I am completely okay taking my chances with Jalen Brunson. I think that's how good he has been this season. That's how smart he is. I, rolling with the Knicks daily, they have completely overachieved my expectations this particular season. And then, frankly, they're one of the best road teams we've seen this season. So I'm not very surprised by what happened. Um, I think the Okoro, Garland, whole thing, like the Cavs are going to figure out a way to get more out of their supporting cast. But the Knicks are strong. That was a really strong start. I have a lot of thoughts on this series. I was joking about it being completely over and blaming Spider for it, but his, <laughs> he's small, Garland small. Yeah. Um, neither of them are like defensive uh, stalwarts, even though this team is the best team in the league at defense. They beat up on bad teams all year. They're below 500 against teams that are over 500. And if you ask me coming into just about any basketball season, since Michael Jordan took over the league, what's the most important thing to have? A dominant two-way wing. They don't got nail wing on the roster. And I it's like it showed his head and Evan Mobley disappeared to me in that game, which he's capable of doing from time to time. And even the um, commentators pointed out that Chetty Osman trying to stay in front of Jalen Brunson was the best y'all had to offer. And they kept doing it because like they can't put garland or mitchell on them because they can't stay in front of them either so mm-hmm. if you don't have an answer for that and and uh brunson is one of those players like he's he's like built like a tiny square like a little <laughs> rectangle body like he doesn't look like he's an explosive athlete but somehow he gets so his, his little square body in the right position and hits all the shots and i felt more confident in him after that game than i did in mm-hmm. uh and mitchell And if even though Mitchell scored a ton of points, like I think I'd rather have him leading my offense, especially with a team like they have. That's a little bit more well-rounded and and deeper than than the Cavs. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a terrific point. And as much as through the regular season, we've sort of lamented the hierarchy in terms of scores for the Knicks. What they do have is two guys that they rely on at different positions. For the Cavs, it's obviously Garland and Mitchell. They're both smaller guards, to your point. At least with the Knicks. You go Julius and you go Jalen, right? And I got to give Julius his props because we've seen him struggle with defenders that are longer and athletic. But he took it straight at Allen and Mobley and was able to use his size and strength. And he wasn't a bull in a china shop, which he tends to be. He was, was, for the most part, pretty smart in that ballgame. And so I just think, um, what's his name? Isaiah Hardenstein, we're really getting the weeds here. But he played big for the Knicks in terms of coming off the bench for them. I mean, Josh, Josh Hart, Hart, like yeah. Josh Hart is the X factor to me in this entire series in terms of a guy that's just going to figure out how to make the right plays for his team. And he wins the tweet battle, too, because <laughs> <laughs> if you guys Dicey. didn't see that, oh, yes. that was outstanding response. What if Mitchell <laughs> says something about game one? Uh, he like tweeted out and Josh Hart, simple response. Basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> that he backed it up, which is even better. Yeah, I, I mean, I challenge you to to tell me how Mobley, because I was high on Mobley coming to this, this game, like how he impacted this game. Like, I don't even feel like it was positive or negative. Like, I can't blame him, but I just felt like he is probably the best asset that the Cavs have. Um, I think what you saw from Mobley is what has kind of been his rep since he's gotten to the league. Like, he doesn't really have a deep offensive repertoire. There's no bag to really get into, um, particularly when somebody's been phys- being physical with him. Like, yeah. you want to go silver lining? He did have 11, 11 rebounds, right? But he didn't get to the free throw line. He's finished with eight points. Like, and to be fair, when Mitchell Robinson was on the floor, he didn't play particularly great. But, like, he's the best offensive rebounder in the league. So he's a mm-hmm. beast to match up with on the glass. And he's just not strong enough to deal with the combo of Mitch, Julius, and even Isaiah Hardenstein, who, was willing, who were willing to take it to him in terms of physicality. His game's not well-rounded enough where he's going to bring those guys out to the three-point line and make him defend from there. So – this actually has turned into a tougher matchup for him than I thought. Like, you didn't see much of the two-man game with him and Allen in terms of high-low opportunities because Donovan and those guys are figuring out how to get these guys going offensively, and so it's not going to your bigs, typically. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hartenstein, that's that's rough when you don't have an answer for Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. <laughs> it's going to be tough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm with you on all of that. I just wish that. And the rebounding, yeah, he had 11 rebounds. They still got out-rebounded by uh, the smaller Knicks team. So, like, at what point did he have an impact? So, we'll see how they figure out how to use him going forward. And maybe this uh, missing out on Mitchell. Because that's kind of what this – this is like the Mitchell Bowl, right? That's what we made it out Uh, to be. Listen, I just need them to do this so I can go to one particular show that airs on our air from 10 to 12 and be like, would you shut your pile at this point? Please, respectfully, sir, friend, sir. Oh, man, it ain't pie. Anyway, <laughs> what's next? How many man, Fox, showing that you're casual for not knowing the elite playmaking backup big that is Isaiah Hartenstein. <sighs> He's been dropping <laughs> dimes for years. You stop. Um, you stop. All right, let's let's talk about the other juggernauts in the East. Who had a more impressive game one performance, the 76ers or the Celtics? Hmm. I don't know, because I knew better than to waste my time watching these games. I watched the first half of the Celtics. It was like, I'm good on that. I'll pick up on them when they play <laughs> when they when they play somebody for serious <laughs> because this is not for serious. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh. Um, hmm. All right, so I was in Philly, so maybe I'm partly biased, and I was in traffic listening to the Celtics Hawks uh, joint. I think I'm gonna go with Philly partly because there is like this cautious optimism happening in the city of Philadelphia around this team. Where I think nobody even thinks that Boston should have any issues in the first round. Uh, In some weird way, Philly, I kept listening to a bunch of podcasts locally from Philly folks, and they keep likening this back to the Raptors series and how it was trickier than it should have been and blah, 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 and the athletes that the um, Nets have. So I'm going to go Philly, only because it was just a total team performance. Like, James Harden was great in that ballgame. Joel Embiid didn't have to work that hard, and he was tremendous passing the ball out of the double teams. They got 32 points off their bench. Tyrese Maxey has been labeled as this guy that, like, they need to keep involved in the X Factor. But you got a great performance out of D'Anthony Melton as well. Like, it was just 
literally without flaw. I think they finished the game with five turnovers. So, like, that is a huge boost of confidence in terms of an organization and younger players that know what has happened in the past couple of years and needed to get out on the right foot. Wow, that's a nice stat right there. Out of MB double teams, they apparently were shooting the lights out. So the lights out. That, that'll be useful going forward. That's impressive. Again, halftime of the Celtics game, I was like, I'm good. So I guess I'll have to go with you on on the 76ers because maybe the the Nets are a more formidable opponent. Like it's really hard to to be impressed with either of these teams. I don't know. Like the East is top heavy. I really mm-hmm. am not like them. And I guess the the Giannis Giannisless Bucks changes everything. But like I don't expect any of these guys cumulatively in these three series. One game. I'm allowing one game. For one of these other teams to win, rest of y'all take care of your business. Maybe two. We'll do over under I was one say, and a half. One, I, one I and a half two. because the back injury is all right. So I'll say over under one and a half. You think two? I think you, so. I think it's explain get to me the scenario that the the Hawks win a game. When is that scenario? No, no, no. I think the Nets. I think the Nets could get one. Oh, okay. I don't think okay. the Hawks are going to get one. I because get who's going to go off in that one? Uh, I think they find some. No, nah, maybe I don't believe that because it yeah. get it. Do I yeah. believe that? Maybe Doc Rivers takes the game off. I don't know. Ah, it, one and a half. That's tricky. One and a half. Yeah, you might be right, <laughs> Boxing. You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, they Not was up half. thirty points at half. Gosh, the Celtics. The the. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And plus, there's so much internal crap in Atlanta. It's definitely not coming from Atlanta, but we'll yeah. see what happens. We will. Alabaster. Guys, we have more breaking news. (laughs) This is not going to be breaking news. (laughs) Tyler Hero also broke his hand and is now out for that series. I shouldn't have laughed, but what what are we? What is this? This turned to the NFL playoffs. Like we can't have. Broke his hand? What happened? Did we see the play? Oh, man. That's depressing. That sucks. Well, I think that might be less than your one and a half then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good, good trade if you're Miami, though. Today's the day. And other than that, it's all downhill. Oh, is that a dog? Um, No, it's more bites. I didn't know there were so many bites in New York. Where did you keep this? <laughs> Way to end this great show on a sad note, Alabaster. Goodness. <laughs>